it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, boys, welcome into the Marvelous Depths podcast here. We're going to break down Guardians of the Galaxy 1 in honor of Guardians Week with Guardians uh, 3 coming out. Getting rave reviews, by the way, just getting... Incredible reviews, so that's exciting. Yep, I'm really excited about it. A lot of there, I've seen a couple people say it's the best one since Endgame, but that might be a stretch. We'll see because Spider Man was just too good. There's no way it's better than Spider Man, but I'm sure it's great. Yeah, I'm I look forward to it. I gotta watch Spider Man again, really. So far, I've only seen it in theaters, so there's a little different energy. I think I've seen it three times. Uh, but yeah, obviously, this is Marvelous Steps. You clicked on it, hopefully, you have an idea of what this is all about we're going to try to go in depth on the movie the best we can um you know this wasn't not neither of our favorite movies i would say right i'm a bigger fan than you are no 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 i historically have been the guardians poo-pooer but uh i'm warming up uh warming up on the characters and i'm hoping that this third installment's really gonna change my mind on the trilogy as a whole i definitely prefer the first one so that's good there's a lot we're talking about that there's a lot of people who this is like they're their favorite non-Avengers movie. I know, it's um, insane. Which, which, you know, I'm not going to hate on it. I love James Gunn. I love his style of filmmaking. It's just something about Space Man. It just doesn't get me going. It's like the same thing with Star Wars. I'm like, I need Jedi doing samurai stuff for me to really care about them. I don't care about the Starfighters. I don't care about the giant Death Star. I don't I don't care about space stuff. Doesn't care about space stuff. But maybe there are stuff to care about. We're going we're gonna to dive deep and see if... Uh, the reason people love this movie is just the space stuff, or maybe there's a there's some heart, there's some heart and things. some good characters. Yeah, oh. I definitely that's how I feel about it. But we'll 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 explore it. We'll break it down from as many angles as we can. So I hope you guys enjoy going deep with us, and uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, the first thing we need to talk about in Guardians is is it's the unknown contender, sort of always called Marvel's first risk i guess you'd say i mean i guess the start of it was a risk really but first one since they got going yeah exactly (laughs) it's first post like established once iron man was established everyone's like oh yeah we're set for a while like they kind of had an idea that thor and cap were both gonna work they knew avengers was gonna work and that's kind of exactly what happened but Guardians was a gamble because it didn't come with an existing audience. I think that's the big thing. I'm not saying there was no Guardians fans, but me as I'm a saying, long... I'm <laughs> saying that I, I a know a lot of people couple. who read a lot of Marvel comics. Yeah. I know people who are into that's Marvel I games. Say. I've just never, I've never met someone who's just like, I read the Marvel comics. A life, I, I am a lifelong comic book reader sure. from when I started to read. And I read Marvel and I read DC and not a single time did a Guardian come up. Yeah, when no, they released not. that trailer, is I had a couple people like because I'm the superhero guy. They're like, "Who are these people?" And I had to be honest with them. I was like, "Dude, I have no idea, <laughs> no idea who these guys are. I don't. I wish I did." did but research. here's the thing: uh, its trailer, if its trailer popped off. I mean, it's not part of the movie, but it it's part of the experience. Was for sure watching that trailer for the first time. Go like, "Oh, this looks yeah. like really funny." 
they capitalized instead of like the IP having the fans, it was the actors that had the fans, yeah. which is a little bit different than previous iterations where RDJ was semi-famous and he got the Iron Man role. Chris Evans was pretty famous, but then he got the cap role and they really cat really like catapulted them. But the guys in this movie, some of them have been famous for a decade at this point or two decades in Vin Diesel's case. Like he's been famous forever. It is interesting that the most famous people are both uh, characters, characters that we never see, which is, was an interesting choice. Well, as but a people love Chris Pratt. I mean, Parks and Rec was huge at the time. James Gunn that is was a big director at the time. Yep. I mean, he's still a big director, obviously. He was going Gamora, big. We got Zoe Aldana. I mean, did people like? I don't know if you really. She was in Avatar. I know, but did people know her? It's always no, so funny but when she gets credit it. for being in <laughs> I know, the two you got biggest it. movies. I know. Like, it's so funny. I mean, me as a big WWE guy, Batista was a huge deal for me. I loved watching him growing up. So as soon as I saw he was a Marvel character, I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be my favorite. He's and, pretty uh, great. He's pretty great. pretty great. The music was incredible. There are a lot of things about that trailer that, like, if you had never heard of that, and you still went, this looks pretty funny. Plus, Marvel had a ton of cachet. They had a streak. Like- they had a streak going at this point. There was, like, a little bit of a letdown. With Iron Man 2, and it was not enough of a letdown for anyone to even really flinch at the idea of the future of this franchise. Yeah, so going into Guardians, I think everybody walked in that theater. I, I think there was relatively high expectations, even though you're thinking, like, oh, this is something new. We really should have, like, looked up the box office numbers before we jumped on this episode, because I'm, I'm actually curious if it had numbers even close to what the other Marvel movies were making. The, the answer is yes, it did. I remember... Uh, well, I know it totally did. Are we talking opening weekend? I mean, I mean like opening while? weekend because you're kind of taking a gamble at that point, you know? Okay, kind of yeah. like, I don't know if I want to go see this movie. Once you get the, the public going, though, then they might get a little bit more invested. Yeah, I want to say opening weekend was like $100 million. All right, looking at it right now, it looks $94 million. And it ended up going all the way to seven seventy, which was a big deal at the time. Um, yeah. But yeah I mean, you know, what year was the first one? huge opening weekend. Was it 14? I feel like it was 14. 14, yeah. Yep. 2014. So, I mean, 770 in 2014 was a huge number. Yeah. Um, and so it, it definitely was one of those movies, unlike today's Marvel, where it made all of its movie in the opening weekend. It built on itself. Um, to get to from 94 to 770 is pretty This big. movie has some stuff that, like, the other ones don't have. I mean, the furry CGI sidekick and then, like, the tree monster and the guys and the girl with the green skin. There was a lot of visually different things they got to explore. Plus it was Marvel's first real venture into space. I mean, you got Thor is more like the, the realms more than anything. So it's not necessarily like yeah. space stuff. I mean, we've seen, we saw a quick glimpse of Thanos at the end of Avengers. I think there's, yeah, there's definitely something, there's definitely something to the, like the, the trailer was awesome. Like you weren't sure you were going to watch it. And then the reviews came in and like, oh, dude, it's as good as the trailer. And then you were like, all right, well, I better go watch it. The way Marvel set this up was pretty smart, though, because this was they set this movie up to where it could have been a standalone thing. They didn't have Marvel character. They didn't have Thor show up in the middle of it. They were kind of like, if this movie does well or doesn't, we can kind of like dissociate from it pretty easily if we need to. Yeah, that's an interesting point. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the movie itself then. And we'll sort of. uh explore as we go let's let's break it down not necessarily as the movie goes but we will a little bit the first person we meet is uh star lord and uh it's a it's a fun little well i'm trying to remember is the sad part right at the beginning 
Uh, the part with his mother. The first. part with his mother is uh, is the beginning of the movie, and then okay. it transitions into him dancing on the weird planet. Yeah, so start sad. I never cared about that scene. I know, like for some it people, was that's awkward. I didn't. I don't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know how to feel about it. I thought it was weird that he wouldn't grab his mom's hand. I was like, "What?" Like that was baffling to me. I never. But... I never thought it pays off, but that's just me. Um, and then yeah, he just like gets picked up in the middle of. No- it's very weirdly unexplained. Um, I do like how they they. They almost gave a little bit more context when they did the what if episode with T'Challa. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool that they uh they did it that way, where it added a little bit more background to this whole beginning of this movie for sure. That's a good point. That's kind of funny, but it does really. Um, I think if anything, maybe like sort of shows like he wanted you to know that like he's a human from Earth. That was think, you know, kind of said. plus it sets him up for like. Very James Gunn of him. They give him, you know, the the Walkman and the the eight track, <laughs> and that's like his whole thing. He's like yeah, he's the permanently fact that he was in the taken 80s. from Earth at like a certain time. Yeah, he's permanently in the eighties because he left Earth in the eighties. And I was like, that's kind of cool. There's also adults that are actually like that. But so, what do we think of Star Lord then? Just as a character, like, do you, how do you feel? Where does he rank in your Guardians love here? Do you? And my Is Guardians, one of your favorites? Is he? He's mid. He might be right in the middle. Maybe a little bit low. I don't know. I mean, it's we hard didn't to grow think up about. in the 80s, right? I like some 80s music. There's some 80s stuff I like, but I didn't grow up in the 80s. I didn't. I didn't either, yeah, obviously. I didn't, um, I didn't so, really grow up until like the late 90s. So, like, culturally, right. it's just things I remember from rock band, really. You know what I mean? Just like yep. fucking rock band. I was going to say, like, as soon as I started playing Guitar Hero, my mom was pumped. She's like, oh man, you're playing all the jams. I was like, yeah, do you see how good I am at this Guitar Hero game though? Like, <laughs> I don't yeah, know what I don't, songs I don't know about the jams, but I'm smashing these buttons. Yeah, that's sort of how I felt about it. I actually love Starlight though. Obviously, Chris Pratt going into it. I was a, I'm a huge Parks and Rec guy. Actually, I hadn't watched Parks and Rec the first time I I'd watched Guardians. I still to this day have not watched Parks and Rec. So. Oh, first off, you have to. It's the I, watch, I tried watching like two episodes and it was awful. And I was like, I know that everyone says you got to hold on for a little while, but I was like, <laughs> I don't want to. No, it's true. The, the first season is actually super weird. But it's whatever. I'm not going to do that whole thing where every show's first season is garbage because not all of them are. That one's especially. But I had actually not watched it. And I'd watched Guardians first. And everyone told me, like, oh, he's, this guy's so funny. It's, it's Chris Pratt. Yep. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of liked his character just off the trailer. The whole little flip off thing I thought was really clever and funny. That was great. I liked that a lot. So he immediately, he's probably my favorite Guardian still. I think. And this movie is my favorite, and he just stayed that way. Maybe it's just that he's the human. Maybe. I don't know. I'm partial to my boy Drax, even though he doesn't get that much screen time. I, I just love his stupid humor. It's the he best. Does jokes. Um, but I, I, connect, get, uh, I connect to him. He's sort of like doesn't really want to be the leader of the team in this movie. He's just sort of trying to accomplish his mission. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he slowly has to like make some choices and then he has to coax the team along. I like Chris Pratt's character. I, I'm I'm a big. Well, I mean, fan. I'm not going to spend this whole episode talking about like dogging on this, but I will say that Guardians just are not for me. Even watching it, like at this point, all five of them rank pretty low on my overall Marvel characters. Yeah, fair enough. Hi there, baby. Hey, that baby back there having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you take it out right. post. Well, then I guess what I just said didn't make any sense unless you take that out in post, which you won't because you're going to leave nope. it because it's going to be funny. Uh, 
All right, we'll, we'll move on from Star-Lord. He does his little dance at the beginning. You know, it's a fun little action scene, whatever. He gets a ball. This sort of the, the plot of the movie is he has this. Yeah. This, I don't artifact. Know, we call it a MacGuffin because it's not what they're fighting over, but it sort of is. He's got an artifact, and that sort of leads him into these other Guardians, sort of three of them at once. He does. He meets Rocket, Groot, and Gamora sort of all at the same time. Yeah, it was interesting. Gamora's there. They're all there for the – well, Gamora's there for the artifact. Rock and Groot just see a bounty that they want, which is kind of interesting. I think it's cool. Like, hey, we're just bounty hunters, and we kind of got roped into this. It's very video game-like in that way. It did, Yeah, it did feel like a video game reunion, which I think Guardians is right off the tail of James Gunn's one and only writing credit in video games, which was Lollipop Chainsaw. So maybe that there's something there. He's also a big comic book guy, so he did write it like a comic book. Yeah, so it's, it's cool that like he's just like, hey, <laughs> we got to introduce characters. So he introduced a bunch of them together right off the bat after he did the main character. Um, let's sort of break them down. We can do one, well, let's say one at a time, because I think Rocket and Groot, we can break down together. Can you Especially really like movie. Groot that much when he just said, like, I get that he's there and he's like the stoic giant. And he's got some like, he's got some comedy. He get he becomes more, I guess, a little bit more interesting as time goes on. But to this day, Guardians 1 Groot is still my favorite Groot. I don't care for baby Groot or teenage Groot or weird kid Groot. This weird bulky looking one in the new movie. I I don't know if I'm gonna like them. We'll see. But the first group is still my favorite group. Well, the first group is my favorite. I think the baby group is the funniest one. But yeah, this group is awesome. I think Groot is like has a lot of emotional weight because he sort of is just being dragged along with Rocket. He sort of is just sort of stuck there. But then you he's kind of like a Scooby Doo. He feels like it feels like a Scooby Doo Shaggy duo a little bit. More yeah, high energy in action, but it does a little bit. But there's, there's, there's like his his growth, his connection in the end, his like ultimate his sad moment does sort of get to be what ties everything together. This sort of sacrifice, and it's a good showing that the whole team is together when this stoic, you know, emotionless tree also we cohesives. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great that's a great line. So I don't know how much I attribute it to just a group, but he plays a good part you know he is the good Vin diesel with the biggest bag grab of all time the fact that he's still going to premieres and like running on this thing where in total he said like five words you gotta respect the guy for that he gets paid so much money and then they alter his voice to the point where you don't you can't tell it's Vin diesel <laughs> now he's all right people love it it's it's fun little trivia that people love to have um which is good bill haters bb8 except he's not really this is of course he's not uh, so fun trivia for no one. Rocket, I think in this one, it's sort of interesting. I mean, he's he's a little standoffish the whole time. He's unlikable in the first one. I'll say he just is. He's violent. He's like he kind of like aloof, standoffish. It, you, there's never a point where I'm just like, yeah, this guy seems like he's nice and warm feeling. It's just like, eh. He's definitely tagging along for his own benefit in this first movie. Obviously, he's gone through an arc since then, but this first movie, he's just not the most likable guy, other than the fact that like he's really cool, like mechanically advanced weapon expert of a raccoon. Like that in itself is cool. Yeah, he does cool stuff. He makes funny jokes. I mean, I like his whole his whole bit about like I need this and this. I need this the thing. eye. <laughs> like those are funny bits. Uh, you know, they lead to funny moments. I think, yeah, I think you're right to say that he doesn't. Of all the Guardians, it seems like he has the least arc in this one. Well, yeah, 
Maybe Drax well, we as really... we know from the trailer, he's gonna be doing yeah, he's definitely as, as like the lead of this third one. And that was another thing. Like, obviously, we don't want to go in depth on the third one, but the fact that like people are like, oh yeah, this could be a best Oscar performance. I'm like that. Well, one that's never gonna happen. Absolutely never gonna happen. Was. Not even. He but wouldn't get we'll bring it up. I'm like, is it really that like emotionally wrecking? I hope so because it's gonna be fun. It's been a slow burn for for Rocket. We'll talk about it more in two. But yeah, you're right. In one specifically, he doesn't really grow that much, right? Other than like, all right, I'm part of a team. You know. He's part of a team by the end. They all kind of have the same arc in that way. Other than Gamora softening, maybe is a better one. What do we think of Gamora? Is she first off? Gamora. Is she hot? I think is the first question everyone wants to know. <laughs> the like, green, I don't, it doesn't do it for me. I'm not the green. Into it. I'm not into the. I'm just not into the green alien thing. I don't get it. I never was for I the don't Star like Trek aliens. Just full stop. I don't know if there's been a single like alien in any medium that just like mm, that's the one. Unless you count, like, I guess Supergirl, but that's Kryptonian. She doesn't look like an alien. She looks human. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. Uh, Mass Effect. There's one in Mass Effect that I was like, oh, yeah. I was into that. I have maybe I uh, that a little sooner. full definitive collections, and I still haven't played them. I got them yeah, on so PlayStation. Best Plus. game of all time. I will that's play right. them. But, yeah, I'll say it for the most part. So, not really into it. But I think the romance is, like, okay. It's not the best romance, which I think is interesting because they're probably going to explore that you in the third one. You have to acknowledge that this is, like, the biggest bit of sci-fi that Marvel had done to this point. Cause it definitely hits on like the nerd boner of the whole like hot alien with the big sword thing. And like, it works for them. I mean, people are into it and the sci-fi alien thing. And like, like, yeah. like I said on the top, that's just not my gym, but it's she's not my an okay character. but I think she's, she's okay. Right. I think the character's fine. I think the romance is fine. They do the little, like, uh, you know, you know, he saved the city with dance thing. Uh, uh yes. it's whatever. I did again. It was a reference I didn't get at the time. Like I was like, I don't, I don't know who Kevin Bacon is. I mean, I sort of I know who Kevin Bacon was, but like, yeah, you know him I by did, like I association, though. Right? I didn't really know who Kevin Bacon. Me was. knowing who Kevin Bacon was was he was in X Men First Class. As sad as that is, <laughs> like yeah, his decades of work. That's the only thing I knew him from personally. <laughs> yeah, I used to be. I used to be so socially illiterate. I still am a little bit, but I've grown. I've, I've went back and watched some old movies. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't love it. I don't love the romance. I sort of think it's the weaker point, which means can we just like acknowledge it? Like it's probably one of the weakest romances in the MCU. Just no, period. I can't. I can't because I think all it's the MCU bad. romances are weak. No, not all of them. I, I mean, buy into Pepper and Tony. I buy into yeah, Peggy and Cap. Ever Jane and Thor by the end? Come on, no. Jane and Thor, no. I'm not. I'm not going to allow it. We're not gonna. We'll have this. We'll have this debate another day. I love MJ and Peter Parker too. They're, they're, oh they're. They just. They're immortal. Nonsense. Though. We'll do that in a different episode. This though, is nonsense. Right? It would be fun. We should have done that for Valentine's Day, but we'll do it for some other random. We did some hot people or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think that's unfortunate because a lot of Gamora's character is just in this movie at least. A lot of her character is just being the romance. There's a little bit of standing up well, to her dad, like, but the weird that, thing is that's her importance to this is she has the connection to Thanos. And really, if we want to really dive into it, it's like her, that relationship is one of the main reasons that Thanos is even the main antagonist of the first couple phases. But that all gets explored in Later other on. movies. That's true. Like it's barely in the first one. In this movie, 
we see her already having made the decision to betray her dad. It's not That's like true. she. There was, that was a rumor at one point. I'm, I'm glad they're not doing it because Zoe Saldana's confirmed this is her last time playing Gamora. But there was definitely a whole pitch that I saw online. It was like, ooh, we should do something with like them gathering the stones. I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. I don't think I'd be into it. No, I'm, no I don't care. The stones, again, was Dragon Ball. They just keep getting them. Whatever. Um, yeah, stones, one and done for me. But yeah, I think the, the Gamora thing, it's it's... Could have been more interesting if she decided to betray her dad because of the relationship she sort of built with the Guardians through breaking out of prison and stuff. But no, it, she had already decided before the movie. See, started. the prison break scene is one of the best parts of the movie. That's without a doubt. Yeah, <laughs> it's the most fun scene. To, yeah, that's, the most that's fun scene. big stuff. I like which, that uh, a lot. Which is when we meet Drax. So that's sort of yeah, the, the last character guy. we get to meet. The introduction's okay. I mean, he's intimidating. He's scary. We learn a little bit about his character. That whole like takes everything literal sort of thing mm -hmm. it's funny uh we, we we get to see like how well versed star lord is in in the alien cultures and like he sort of has been around been around yeah like his time with the ravengers shows that he's been around i actually don't remember when do we even meet the ravengers have we like at this point that's that's um i believe right after the yeah. prison break where we meet yondu and the crew of ravagers yeah, that seems right. They find him after the, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They find him after the prison break. Yeah, I knew it was great. I think it's I was just gonna say if we move beyond the core cast, I mean there's some decent side characters. Um Yondu is super fun. The other Ravagers are okay. Nebula, I think, is one of the one of the fun like she's a fun antagonist because she gets like she gets to play both sides a little bit, which I can always appreciate a character that does that. She's like the Loki of space. Yeah, but not in this one though. Not in the, in the first one. She's nothing but just. just she's I mean, she's barely anything really. She's just like a faceless a pawn. A pawn that gets thrown out. Thanos game, but fight. actually, it's Ronan's game. And can we just acknowledge that Ronan's one of the worst things to happen in the MCU? Oh man, he's so one track mind boring. He really is boring. And then they Let's used him twice. Why. Let's talk about why he's so boring. Because I think sometimes we like, oh, he's just boring. I've never really had to stop and think about it. So let's take a minute. Let's think about what it is. I think number one, he has like such a dumb, it, it's not dumb. It's actually pretty common. Like there's a lot of humans who like, Oh, I hate, you know, group a, let me just get revenge on them no matter what. And he definitely is like, yeah. Oh, we got screwed over in some peace treaty. Let me destroy their entire planet. It's sort of yeah. what his thing is. Uh, which is just boring. It's not something that I connect to. I don't imagine anybody but like Hitler fans are really. We definitely need to acknowledge that like that in itself is a big reason why some space stories don't work. Cause you have a character who's a certain race and they're from a planet and the planet got screwed over. So it's no longer like a whole planet of individuals. It's just like, he's the representation. He's got a couple of side guys that are also that race. But then it's like, we never adventure into it fully. It's like, do we really need a Cree movie? No, they kind of did that with Captain Marvel eventually, but I don't know. That's just one of the things I don't like about sci-fi and aliens and stuff. It's it's just like an offhanded, like, Oh, here's the species. I am. I'm mad about something moving on. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the only Cree we meet. 
in the first movie is yeah. Ronan and his crew. I mean, I don't even know if you meet other Kree besides Ronan, really. Uh, can't, does it I, mean, don't I don't think another Kree even has a speaking line, I'll be honest with you. But, like, oh, they hate Xandar, and he wants to destroy him. Like, I don't care at all. I, like, the yep. whole point is to, like, collect this stone. I don't care at all about saving Xandar. I don't. Nope, me either. Like, I don't think anyone exactly. watching this movie is like, oh, we got to save that. It, it puts, like, John C. Riley down there. You know, it gives you a couple. Yeah, he's a highlight. He's a very minuscule character, but I love me some John C. Riley in so, any like, context. So. There's, like, a little part of me that's like, oh, yeah, you know, I want him to live. But, like, not really. I don't care. Um, it's all about getting the stone back. So, like, for me, when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, get the stone back after he destroys the planet. I don't care when you get the stone back. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's part of the sci-fi problem. It's like, yeah, it's just once you're sci-fi and there's infinite lives, it just feels like, yeah, I don't really care if a planet gets wiped out. Like who cares? Yep. Um, so that's, that's definitely one of the weaker parts. It's what makes Ronan weak. And like he obviously has nothing interesting to say. He never, he never seems intimidating. Like you feel like all of his power comes from the stone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's got just a nothing. big hammer. He's got a big hammer. I guess. It, okay, I wish they would have shown like a single scene of him, like before he had the stone, really looking cool. I guess like his crew comes in and takes them out on on planet nowhere, or whatever. But that's I don't care. It's not enough. Yeah, toss around Drax, but it just makes Drax look like a pansy because we hadn't really seen Drax do anything powerful at this point. We get that we he's strong, but still, that's the annoying thing. No, we definitely that's definitely a huge Drax the Destroyer is a major letdown as far as like what he could have been. He could have been the guy to get revenge for his family. Like he could have done the killing blow to Thanos, not Thor. I get why they did it with Thor, but. He was also well, that, gone. <laughs> here's the thing. Actually, the, the Christmas special is like the first time I was like, oh, Drax yeah. is like bulletproof. Okay, yeah. that's something. You know what I mean? You're like, you, you don't get any sense of that in this movie. You just get the sense that he's angry. You don't get the sense that he's powerful. Right. So that, the, that's sort of one of their bigger letdowns. He is funny, though. I'll give him that. Um, so as characters, I would say overall characters, you said you don't like them. I think, yeah, yeah other than being funny... And yeah, they are being Star Lord. I like Star I like Star Lord. I think Star Lord is a good character. I I sort of relate to his journey of like reluctant leadership. But I, none of the other characters I think have stories that are really that deep in this one. It's really more of an introduction story. It'll get better in time. But in this movie, they're mostly just funny and sort of like ragtag fight each other. We have to what come together. What did coach? Because me, you and I are talking about it, and the more and more I think about it, I'm like. Neither of us really loved this movie. So what got everyone to go see it? Well, number one, first of all, it's but when we say something's funny, like it's like I think this movie is like hilarious. And sometimes that's fine, right? Like I watch comedy specials for no reason other than that they're they're funny. funny. Shout out John Mulaney's baby J. Oh John Mulaney. So funny. So like that's a huge thing. Like this movie, like the MCU, it gets its, you know, it's quippy, it's this, it's that. First off, the first phase of MCU wasn't really. Other than like Iron Man a little bit. Yeah. It's not. The MCU is just not funny. But yeah. This movie's funny. Like it's it was it was legitimately the first, like, this is an hilarious movie. Uh people like Starlet. I think the action like looks nice. I think the CGI hasn't improved since this day, but that's fine. It does a little bit of cool world building. You know, I'm a big world building guy. So I think like 
that weird hollowed out celestial head is like cool that's cool stuff Ooh, that the, is cool. the collector is cool i think that's cool like you said people like hot alien babes it's not for me but i'm sure there's plenty of people liked it yeah i think mostly it's just that it's funny i really do i think most of the appeal of guardians is that they're just funny and you have fun you feel you feel jubilant around yeah, it, it, the movie it, moves it, it, at a it very makes you, fast pace. Yeah, it makes you feel a little better by the end. I'll give you that. Like you're, you're not left in a bad mood or a sad mood, and it, it's really you're kind of far from indifferent. So that's something. Like it, it, it has its novelty. I will say that. Well, here's the thing. It, it has no, like the closest it comes to like a slow scene is the like, in nowhere waiting to talk to the collector scene. There's like five minutes where they're just like hanging out. He talks to Gamora. It's, it's kind of cheesy stuff. Yep. They fight a little bit. You know, oh, we got to stick this together so we can all share the money. Like that seems sort of boring. Tries to bail. Yeah. Um. You know that whole like that that part's boring. That's a very small part. And a lot of movies mm-hmm. that just have more boring parts. Sometimes if you just, you know, if you're just in a good mood for the whole hour fifty minutes, that's sometimes that's all you need. I'm really just ready for the payoff, Coach. Because I mean, we're gonna do a whole another episode tomorrow centered around Guardians Two, and then of course we're gonna go into our spoiler free on Thursday for the third installment, and then the full review this weekend, and it'll be great. But it's just this was definitely an intro movie. It was intro funny. The storyline was like mid. It had like a very direct line of what they needed to do in the end of the movie. I don't know. I mean, it's, I, it's, it was good. It's fine. It's the best Guardians movie so far. Do, do you get the whole like I couldn't reach out to my mom and now, but I can reach out once I have the stone thing? I don't understand the connection. I've like Googled it before to try to be like, what's this mean? What's the metaphor behind? It? I don't understand. It like no, it there's doesn't. to me there's no connection between his weird reaching out. So someone tell me, someone's watching this, jump on the Facebook group, Dramatic what review this episode? Tell me like why those two scenes are even connected. I just don't understand. I don't Yeah, because it. doesn't it like splice it, right? It shows like yeah. the scene of him not grabbing his mom's hand and then he does grab Kamara's hand first. I feel like it's Kamara's hand Yeah, first. it is Kamara's hand first. But yeah. it's not like he didn't reach out to his mom's hand. Like to save two the planet. totally different... Yeah. situations happening the only thing they have in common is the motion that's literally the only connection <laughs> i don't get it i don't understand it it's whatever it's one of the reasons i don't i just don't think there's any i don't think there's a big emotional payoff at any point in this movie there isn't which is why some people probably prefer to um because it at least has like a big emotional payoff at one point that's the saddest part coach is i hate to so much <laughs> There's, really at least a, we'll there's at least more of an emotion. Yeah, we'll get into that in the next one. But we'll I think that, that's, you know, you got any like closing thoughts on the our marvelous in-depth look that Guardians won? I mean, I'm glad that it exists. I know you Me seem too. to be down I'm on I'm glad it. they took the risk because we did get like some interesting players for future crossover projects. They have okay standalone movies like, you know what? You really, go that's what it comes down to. I think when I look back at the Guardians in general, I'm just so glad they're in all the other movies. They just make Endgame and Infinity War so much more fun. I'm so, I'm so happy that they're in Thor. You know, it's at the better. Let's the trilogy versus trilogy. Obviously, we haven't seen the third installment, but it is leaps and bounds better than the Ant Man trilogy. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Even though the Ant-Man trilogy, I would argue, is funnier. That's all it has. I would definitely argue against that for sure. I would definitely Guardians definitely it's funny. Close. All right, fine. Um, I love yeah, I just Rudd. Yeah, I do love Paul Rudd. I think Paul Rudd's great. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just glad. I'm glad they exist. But you're right to say that. Like, I don't think there's any way you can watch this movie. There's nothing to it other than that it's a good time, which is, I think, enough. I think that's why some people like it. I don't think you know we have to have every movie be like I think Shang Chi is, where it's yeah. That's true. Thing, so. All right. Let, let me, let me get one more, one more little question then. What from this first movie do you think is going to be kind of hit on again or brought back in some way in the last installment? Like, are we going to get any like full circle moments where the goodbye is very similar to the hello is Ronan going to have some sort of play in this new movie? Like, how do you feel that this movie is going to affect the future installment? If you had to guess, I think we're going to see like similar parallels between this and like between her relationship, like Amora and star Lord. We'll see them put in similar situations and then she's going to react to the opposite. I think we'll yeah. see that a couple times played out. He'll try to like, too. I'll try gonna, to, make he's trying to bring it back and it's not going to work. He might give that same speech about the dance thing just to see if it works and it won't this time. Right. Um, like I think that is probably the most obvious one. I think all the rocket stuff that we're going to do is it's either going to be new stuff or the stuff that we sort of learned in two. Based on the trailer, man, this one's going to hurt me. I might end up crying because I hate when animals get hurt on movies or TV shows. And that's like what this whole good chunk of this movie is going to be is animal torture. And I'm not going to be pumped about it. It's also yeah. technically kind of a kid's movie, so it's not going to get too graphic or gory, but it's it's still going to hurt my feelings. That's fair. All right. Well, Guardians, good introduction. Uh, it's good chatting with you. Hope you guys watch this. You like it. Sorry we didn't. Uh, again, I just don't think there was any. There was nothing I thought creatively unique that I need to go in depth about other than I just think it's a good time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we weren't the right audience. Maybe it's because we're not alien. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we'll meet you guys tomorrow. Check us out tomorrow for our Guardians 2 recap. And then, obviously, stick around for when we watch Guardians 3. Yep. Thank you, guys. And uh, we're going to a late showing on Friday or Thursday, so it'll be a late episode. Just know that's going to be super late. It might, it's actually probably going to fall into Friday. We'll see how it goes. But it'll either be it'll be late Thursday night, early Friday morning, like just past midnight or something. Perfect. Hey guys, in case it wasn't obvious, we here at Marvel Stuff and the Gotham City Rogues podcast do not own any of the IP we talk about. We're just fans having a good time talking about the things we love.